Don't worry about what you have or don't have to give. Giving proportionately of what we are provided relieves the pressure of worrying about what you have or don't have. We rely on the Lord as our source, and we give according to that. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. When the Apostle Paul was encouraging the believers in Corinth, he had something interesting to say about living in excellence. This is what he said. But just as you excel in everything, in faith... In speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us. See that you excel also in this grace of giving. You see, Paul wanted them to understand that just like you could grow and achieve excellence in all these other areas, you need to excel in the area of giving. He said, see that you also excel in this. So I think it's important that no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, you should strive for excellence in giving. So I want to share with you a few simple things we can all do to become better givers. And these few reminders come from something that's sometimes called the principle of proportionate provision. And what that means is that God's provision dictates our proportion. In other words, what he provides us determines what we give. If he gives a little, then from that little we are to give. And if he gives us a lot, an abundance, from that abundance we are to give accordingly. Do you remember the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath? Well, the land was in severe drought, and Elijah was trusting God daily for his daily bread, literally. And the Lord sent him to this widow, and he asked her to make him a cake with the last supplies that was to be her last meal before starving to death. And she did. Well, her provision was very small. But her giving by proportion was extremely large. So, of course, God miraculously kept her supplies full for every meal for her and Elijah and her family until the drought was over. So, centuries before Paul spoke of excellence, the widow of Zarephath certainly excelled in this grace of giving that he was talking about. There's three more things that we can do to excel in giving. First... Don't worry about what you have or don't have to give. Giving proportionately of what we are provided relieves the pressure of worrying about what you have or don't have. We rely on the Lord as our source, and we give according to that. The second thing is give in proportion to everything that you receive. Giving proportionately involves much more than money. Whatever God has given you in whatever measure... 
in your time and your talent or your wealth. Give him a generous proportion of all of your resources. And finally, to excel in giving, be thankful. Just be thankful. Be it with a little or be it with a lot. You know, many times people with little know how to be thankful for what they have better than people with a lot. That's because they're not distracted by having so much stuff. So it's important that we excel in being thankful. Remember that Paul said, See that you also excel in this grace of giving. Paul knew that spiritual growth and blessings come from becoming an excellent giver. And I believe as we strive for excellence in this area, that God will expand our vision, strengthen our faith, and then he provides all that we need to fulfill his purpose for his glory in Jesus' name. Can you say amen this morning? Excellence in giving. Do you feel a lack of motivation in your life today? Listen to discover how you can be inspired and motivated like never before. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, my job this morning is to encourage you by motivating you. Now, just about everyone is really motivated by something. There's usually something in a person's life that they're so passionate about that they don't have any problem getting motivated to work on or pursue with all their energy. For instance, in case you haven't heard, uh, Dana and I are going to welcome our first grandchild, our granddaughter, into the world in just a week or two. And, and it's from our oldest daughter, Ashley. And, and even newer news is this week our youngest daughter, Elise, has announced that she is also with child. So we're excited and apparently, thank you. Thank you. Apparently chaos will continue to reign in the Bollinger clan. But, but, but listen to this. When Dana learned that our much-awaited grandchild was coming, she became the perfect example of a motivated person. You see, there were two nurseries that needed to be created, one at Ashley's house and one at ours. And Dana leaped into action, and our houses became one big blur of paint, fabric, furniture, accessories, and baby products. And every last detail 
was crucial and time was critical because the baby is coming and the room has to be finished on time and nothing was going to stop my wife from making that happen. And I'm happy to tell you that these nurseries got finished. It was pure motivation and we all know what it is and we all know we don't have, we just don't have it all the time. Motivation just doesn't work that way. Even when we're passionate about something, it's our nature to lose our motivation sometimes. There's an old saying like this, motivation doesn't last, but neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. So we know that being motivated gives us the energy, the edge to ramp up our efforts. And we know that God intends and expects us to work till he comes. You know, he has a purpose for each of us and we all need to get with it. The word says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And the Lord said in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. So I believe that the key to being motivated is not to focus on what you do but to focus on what motivates you to do what you do. I guess I have to say that again. The key to being motivated is not to focus on what you do, but to focus on what motivates you to do what you do. And I'm going to tell you what will motivate you and I the most is when we simply speak of the God of the universe. And I have to think, Ms. Priscilla Shire for doing it this way. You see, God, he's the first and the last. The beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was. He always is. He always will be. He's unmoved, unchanged undefeated and never undone. He was bruised, but brought healing. He was pierced, but eased the pain. He was persecuted, but brought freedom. He was dead, but brings life. He was risen to bring power and he reigns to bring peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and leaders can't ignore him. He's light, he's love, he's longevity, and he is our Lord. He's goodness and kindness and faithfulness, and he is our God. He is holy and righteous, powerful and pure. His ways are right, his words eternal, his will unchanging, his mind is always on us. He's our Savior our guide, our peace, our comfort, our joy. I serve him because his bond is love. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And his goal for us is an abundant life. I follow him because he's the wisdom of the wise, the power of the powerful, the ruler of rulers, the leader of all leaders. His goal is a relationship with me. 
He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never mislead you and never forget you. He'll never overlook you. And he'll never cancel his appointment with you in his book. When you fall, he'll lift you up. When you fail, he'll forgive you. When you're weak, he's strong. When you're lost, he will find you. When you're afraid, he's your courage. When you stumble, he'll steady you. When you're hurt, he'll heal you. When you're broken, he'll mend you. When you're blind, he'll lead you. When you're hungry, he will feed you. When I face trials, he's with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. And when we face death, he'll come and he'll carry us all home. He's everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, in every way. He's God. He's majestic. And he's king of kings. And he's Lord of lords. And I'm telling you this morning, that's who he is. And that's who you and I belong to today. You see, nothing can motivate us and inspire our spirit like proclaiming the greatness of God even though our words fall short to do it, just the exercise breathes life into our very soul. Do you feel a lack of motivation in your life today? Well, just try to describe the one who made you and who saved you and who claims you for his own. And I promise you that you'll be lifted to a place where only something good can happen. We all face difficult battles in life, but we don't have to face them alone. Stay tuned to hear how God helps people overcome their enemies in some very unusual ways. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. A businessman dragged himself home and barely made it to his chair before he plopped down, totally exhausted. His sympathetic wife was right there with a cool drink and a comforting word. My dear, you look tired. You must have had a hard day. 
It was awful, said her husband. The computer broke down and we all had to do our own thinking. <laughs> okay, well we, well, we may need to, it may be a good thing for us to think for ourselves once in a while, but uh, the reason I use that joke is I want to tell you this morning that when it comes to fighting life's difficult battles, we don't have to do it by ourselves. You know, in the Old Testament, we find lots of stories of battles and warfare waged by the children of Israel against their enemies. And what's interesting, what's interesting is that even though the Israelites were armed with the conventional weapons of the day, like swords and spears, most of the time, their enemies far outnumbered them and had superior military capabilities. So the Israelites were always finding themselves in impossible situations where they faced certain defeat unless God intervened on their behalf. Now, having God Almighty help you fight your enemies sounds like a pretty easy way to turn the tide in your favor. But when you consider some of the outrageous things that God required the Israelites to do before he helped them, then you realize that it took a lot of faith for them to obey him. And, you know, of course, we all know the story of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea, and we, we love the story of David and Goliath and even the battle of Jericho. But the thing is that God was always doing something incredible on their behalf. And there's lots of stories, and I, I like this one, the, in the battle of Gibeon. Get this, Joshua asked God to stop the sun and the moon from moving until he could finish a battle. And what's more incredible, God did. I mean, who has the nerve to do that? I mean, come on. I mean, you just, you just know that uh, God had to have called the, some angels over and said, Hey, get this guy. I mean, he's asking, stop the sun and the moon. And you know what? I'm just going to do it. I mean, it's just, that's just too wild. And you know, my favorite story is, uh, is when King Jehoshaphat uh, had a battle. Now, there's a name for you. I mean, with a name like that, you know he got beat up a lot as a kid. <laughs> and he had to have some nicknames. I, don't, I can't even guess what they would be. But, but he, had, he had three different armies coming after him. And so the, God told him he would deliver him. So, so Jehoshaphat, he had his army sing praise songs on the front lines. And as, as they sang, God confused these three enemy armies as they attacked, and they destroyed each other. And, and this is incredible to me. Don't you, can you just see the soldiers of, of, of Jehoshaphat whenever, whenever the, they saw these armies approaching and they were given the orders to sing instead of to draw their swords? I mean, there had to be a little apprehension. You know, Ava Nagila. <laughs> but that's, that's an incredible story. Here's the point God was always showing his children that he was God, but he always did it in an unexpected way and surprising way. When they trusted him, he would fight their battles for him. 
But he always worked contrary to any natural expectations that they had. Well, you know, as many wars and battles as there were in the Old Testament, you know, there are none discussed in the New Testament. Because when Christ came, he made it clear that our enemies were no longer just men and countries, but spiritual forces of evil. And he tells us time and again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. But the greatest thing is that he also tells us that just like the Father took care of the Israelites in those times of old, he will still fight our battles for us. He will be our sword. The word says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So here's the thing. Sometimes I think we need to be reminded that we have with us today the same God who fought those battles and achieved victories in such a spectacular way. He's still God. And he's still spectacular. And today the battle is fierce for our hearts and our minds and for the lives of our children and for the lives of our loved ones. But God is the same God who looked at Jehoshaphat. When the, when the enemy's armies were right upon them, and God said to him, he said, Don't be afraid, and don't be discouraged, for the battle is not yours, it's mine. You see, whatever battle that you're engaged in today, and you know you have some, just hold on to those words. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. You're not alone. The battle is the Lord's. And your victory may be surprising. And your victory may even be spectacular. But your victory is assured. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484.